0: Folks, I'm WWE Hall of Famer Hacksaw Jim Duggan and you're listening to the podcast Small Package. Give me a hold, buddy. Ho-ho! Hey everybody, it's Corey Poindexter here with you boy. It's me, it's me, it's me, me, me. And today on a Small Package it's show It's Tiny Package. What's going to happen to Kevin Owens? Dude, Probably who knows? nothing. Shh. We're going to predict No Mercy. No Mercy, that's the name of the pay-per-view. <laughs> Uh, we've been on a break for a minute, but now we're back With Blame the wrestling com. news Raw, Smackdown, and so much more And I have an idea for how to save Dolph Ziggler's wow, gimmick that, He needs a All that and more today On the Small Package Show Hit him with it, Bob
1: It's, it, it's Small Package
0: Okay <laughs> Yeah 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 How's yeah it going, yeah, dude? yeah 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 hi, hey everybody. Khan was in town last week. We said we were going to record
1: with him, but in actuality, he didn't really spend much time in your apartment. No, that's true. You you guys are out and ootin a boot, as yep. the Canadians would say.
0: And uh, also, I just felt like Khan didn't particularly want to record. I kind of I, I, I kind of like felt it out with him, and because uh, you got to remember that while he does the radio stuff, it's not like radio radio like you know it's it's the radio stuff he does is all person to person ham radio stuff. I think he might have been a little nervous about coming onto the show uh, but it is what it is. We had a lot of fun with Con. We got to watch some, some wrestling with him which was cool uh, a lot of cool stuff happened on Raw and Smackdown uh, the last weekend this week um, and in and, and biggest news uh, Kevin Owens head butted Vince McMahon and it was it was uh, a, a very hard looking headbutt uh, obviously we feel like you know it was worked you know somewhat but I mean we watched that replay several times and it was it was it did not appear that there was any blading or blood packing I mean in the Sloma replay as he headbutts Vince McMahon before he he doesn't put his hands up to his face and before he hits the ground there's blood already on his face, so unless it was a very good, you know, practical effect, like a little blood bag on his forehead painted over to look like it was not there wasn't like it was regular skin, uh, it, it all it looked it looked hard way, um, and it was it was intense moment. Uh, Bob, what was your thoughts on on the McMahon headbutt? I mean, it's a great moment,
1: you know, intense. Fucking action like uh however 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 I never thought that uh it was a legit drawing blood. You think it was like a blood pack? I don't think it was a blood pack. Uh I just think it uh was set up in some way because like perforated yeah because I mean one like we paused it and looked at it you know and it looked like it came out like in spots sure and then it also didn't really keep stream like it flowed down his face but like that was that that's all it did it wasn't like like if you look at the cuts that they've had on their head in earlier matches and everything like they get fucking crimson faces
0: right like that was just like a little well we we may never know for sure what exactly transpired there
1: was a comment from Meltzer about it where he said it was pre-set up but people also I think said that that was taken out of context here Vince pre-bladed during a segment with Owens and covered it up with Vaseline. Okay. Um, but it might be one of those things where people take Meltzer out of context because sure. people love to do that.
0: Sure. Regardless, very entertaining moment. Uh, and when he came back, uh, uh, what was. I missed a lot of SmackDown. I watched some recap stuff. What exactly was the repercussion that he faced? From Shane, if any, because uh, I know that they have the match set up for Helena. cell,
1: yeah there's I mean he just appeared live via satellite, and uh it wasn't like he was punished or anything, he just wasn't there.
0: I really like the return of the like psychotic Kevin Owens as opposed to we've had we've had various good Kevin Owens runs I- in main roster, uh-huh, there was the Nobody respects me. Come up where he overcame John Cena and won the U.S. title. Uh, there was uh, the goofy, funny Owens yeah, with with, with Jericho. Jericho. That was great. Um, and you know, it's fun. It's fine to see the crybaby Owens, where he's either the champ or the recently deposed champ, and, and he did with AJ. Yeah, and and others. Uh, and obviously the great things he's done with Sammy, um, but I am happy to see kind of a return of the like methodical psychotic Kevin Owens, like we saw um, when he betrayed Sammy Zayn in his in NXT right mm-hmm. after he came up. He was like, "Oh, I'm best friends with Sammy. Sammy's my best friend." And then when he betrayed him, it was very like a stoic, like I hurt people, Kevin Owens. Uh, and I hope that we're seeing a return to that for the storyline. Um, other other interesting things from Raw and SmackDown from last week and this week. Um, I kind of enjoyed the live via satellite interview they had between Brock and Braun Strowman. Uh-huh. Uh, it was intense. Braun looks scary. Brock always has looked scary and does not really look less scary it's just we don't know what's going to happen between him and Braun at the pay-per-view um but interesting stuff uh more cena and reigns promos uh the last one reigns cut sans cena yeah solo uh, and th- you know him starting off with saying dropping the the shit bomb is uh was definitely interesting, yeah uh, it, it got a pop they're
1: certainly presenting him somewhat healy I would agree to that uh and it's it's going to be really interesting to see how this all plays into their match if we're going to get like a Healy reigns wrestling or if he's just going to be typical face. Roman in the ring.
0: Yeah. I mean, I hope that they kind of commit to a direction with right. him because, as much as I haven't been opposed to the idea of, oh, he's not a face, he's not a heel, he's a heel to the men and a face to the women and children, I haven't minded that. But at a certain point, it's kind of like, okay, but what are you doing with him? Because he can't stay in this face on paper heel in reality mode forever. It just doesn't work properly. Yeah. Um and who knows this could be a good setup to finally turn him heel. Uh I have long since abandoned the idea of John Cena ever being heel. In fact, I kind of oppose it now at this point like dude has always been the face and what would you really get out of a heel Cena? Um you know, that it also doesn't make sense marketing wise. Like the dude is yeah, the hero no. to the kids, right? especially like Make a Wish. John
1: fucking Cena, let you, him beat John Cena. You
0: can't, you can't expect a Hogan turn. As awesome as that turn was at Bash at the Beach, it you can't expect that out of John Cena because for him, it's more important to be the the hero for the sick kids than to have something interesting in a wrestling ring. And that's fine. And
1: also is he really going to turn heel at No Mercy twenty seventeen? Who
0: knows, man? Right? Like Who knows? that's that's a that's a smack or a SummerSlam moment. That's a fair enough. But we did have some crazy shit go down at great balls of fire. So eh, I'm just saying, like, you know not as much as a John Cena heel turn. I mean, fair enough. Um, other stuff from Raw and SmackDown, anything you want to talk about? From the storyline, is there anything I want
1: to talk about this week?
0: Genders promos have just been really fucked the last week or two. Yeah, with with the I see the point that he's get that he's getting across, and you know me, I'm someone who always loves when a heel is right, but no one likes it. Uh huh. And he's he has points that he's making in his promo. I say he's making in his promos; they're they're written for him. But the, he has points that he's making in his promos that are not bad points uh, about how the crowd boos him for being a foreigner, and yet while they would make fun of someone like Shinsuke in private, they cheer for him because oh, he's the good guy. But all of these fans who are who are you know making fun of. Ginder and Shinsuke for the way they talk and the way they are, they're the bad people. But to then ice that cake with the Singh brothers making really, really offensive, you know, Ching Chongy kind of fucking jokes is really fucked. Well, yeah, Ginder dropped some, some shitty things, too. Yeah. I mean, in the first one, I didn't see that moment from this week's SmackDown. I saw recaps of it. Uh-huh. Um... But in the one from last week, like gender didn't quite do as many of them. And the Singh brothers really hammed it up and then cackled like jackals. Um, didn't mean for that to rhyme, but it did. Uh, and I heard that he I didn't hear what he said. I just heard that he made statements in his promo this week where it was like making fun of like, quote unquote, English. Yeah. And I'm just like, wow, dude, like this is really offensive. Um, and you know, on top of just being offensive, uh, it also is just like, what are you doing to your champ? I mean, I know he's a heel champion, but just like to have the belt on somebody and have them making racial stereotype humor is just not a good look. Um, I don't know what. Are, what are your thoughts on the whole situation?
1: I mean, it's it's
0: it's a heel being a heel. Do you have? Do you not have that big of a problem with it? But
1: I I I I one hundred percent understand that people, you know find it offensive and don't want it. But I mean, when your goal is to offend, I don't know.
0: Yeah. I mean, and again, sometimes it comes down to, well, that's a heel, you know, he's getting heat on him. Yeah. But uh, I just, I don't know. I feel like in 2017, that kind of, I mean, I said the same thing about the heel foreigner gimmick to begin with. That in 2017, it's like, aren't we above this yet? But it also is wrestling, and that is a way to get very, very cheap heat. Uh Uh-huh. Thoughts on the Jason Jordan getting put into the number one contenders match and then being the number one contender? The clear Kurt Angle is my dad push story. Um...
1: I mean, on one hand, it is the my dad is giving me the push, but on the other hand, he's also doing the my dad is giving me the push, but I'm backing it up with good wrestling push. Sure. Because even his abilities in the ring have been a topic of Roman and Cena's feud. Like, obviously he's getting pushed for his in-ring abilities if that whole fucking had two weeks of promos revolving around him. Right. Um, and you know, it's whatever. Uh, WWE needs to fucking push new stars. They do. So, and also I, I don't mind that it's Jason Jordan. I'd rather be Jason Jordan than fucking like Jeff Hardy. Again, like his match with Miz was cool. It was right. ne- neat to see, but like, I don't need that to take up a pay per view, where it's just going to be like a ninety nine point eight percent chance of a Miz win. Like they aren't going to put the belt on Ooh. Jeff right now. Yeah. So
0: like, I I, I I'm fine. They with need that. to not only push new talent though, but they also need to stop inadvertently killing their current talent, you know? Yeah. Because they played the nostalgia pop so much that like, if
1: you weren't a talent from 10 plus years ago, then you're a fucking nobody who's just there to put old people over. Right. Right. Anytime, like anyone who's over 40 wins a match in WWE, like realistically, that should never happen. Like, like, You have your exceptions. AJ Styles. Yeah. John Cena. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Right. Brock Lesnar. Is he over 40? I don't know. Whatever. But like if someone's
0: 50 and beating a 28 year old, like no. No. (laughs) And uh, another thing too is it's like and I know this is a, a real hot take here, you know, saying that they need to change their booking and not kill pushes, you know. Uh, not like everyone's saying this. But uh what culture just put out a video. We'll get to what culture shit later too. Uh-huh. But uh what culture put out a video with Simon uh Miller talking about how in the old days, you know, Undertaker would wouldn't show up to every show. And he w- and there would be a lot of weeks where he just squashed either a jobber or people on your roster who specifically were enhancement talent. You you didn't have people getting like Barry hang- Horowitz's for sure. You didn't have people uh getting into fights every week on Raw when they were going to be fighting in a couple weeks at a pay-per-view. Uh you didn't have like what you have now where it's like Bray Wyatt is fighting Finn Balor or someone you know, I sure he beat Gold Dust. That's fine. That's great. Because Gold Dust really wasn't doing much anyway. Yeah. And then it makes Bray look strong by giving him the win on Gold Dust. Uh-huh. That makes sense. Good. But when you have Bray and, and Balor getting their hands on each other every week leading up to the pay-per-view, it's like, well, then what the fuck am I going to watch the pay-per-view for? And when you see Bray lose so often, why should I give a fuck about Balor and Wyatt at No Mercy when we saw Balor beat him at the last pay-per-view? But that was Demon Balor. Yeah, I mean, I get that. I get that it was quote unquote Demon Balor, but I'm just saying you get what I mean. Like, you know, if we see them fight all the fucking time, why do we care? And especially, you know, when we see guys lose very regularly and then be in in a match with somebody who it's supposed to be important, how are we supposed to feel that it's important? I mean, think about when Miz and and Ambrose were feuding and they would fight like every week. And sure, there were shenanigans, so there weren't always clean finishes. But why are we seeing that every week if we're going to see it at the pay-per-view? You know, they need to have more enhancement talent on the roster. Guys who are just there to... Because they have some guys now who are good at putting people over. You know, Heath Slater, fucking Curtis Axel, uh, Bo Dallas. I mean, I get that it sucks for people who are fans of these guys that that's where they're relegated to. But you need people like that. Even someone like Kurt Hawkins, although I, I fucking despise his losing streak gimmick right now. I think that that's just the dumbest thing. But whatever, it's something for him to do. You know, I think it takes that takes slightly away from the importance of someone beating him, but that being said, you have to have more of those guys there or even just like what they did for Stroman where there was just local dudes, you know what I mean? It doesn't have to be some big fanfare, and you also don't have to have it necessarily be a squash, you know? You don't, I mean, it helped Braun for sure establish him, but you could have local dudes come in and be like, you know, Oh, Hey, it's like a local guy who's like, you know, a former champion of his promotion coming on, have the guy have a three minute, four minute match with somebody and then lose, you know, and that keeps your stars winning. And you know how, you know, and also how much would it mean if you had a storyline where let's say Jason Jordan was in a match with some local talent, right? And they don't build the guy up to be a piece of shit. They're like, oh, Jason Jordan's going to fight this guy who's a former tag team champion from local, you know, so and so promotion, right? Like, cool. And then Jason Jordan's having a match with the guy. The guy's hanging, but Jordan's, you know, clearly winning the match. And then Miz comes out and distracts him, and Jordan gets rolled up by somebody that it won't ever matter. We're never going to see that guy again, you know, but it's the fact that Miz cost him that match. Or even do that with a Hawkins or a you know, Slater or somebody. I just think that it's it's fucked right now how much with this whole 50-50 booking and people constantly getting their hands on each other before the pay-per-views. You know, the Cena-Reigns thing, I think part of the reason I'm actually kind of hyped for this match is they haven't fought. Sure, they forced him to tag team a few times, and of course they won because Cena plus Reigns win, 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 la, 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 you know. But that being said, they haven't fought each other. And to me, it's interesting because now we're going to get to see the fight at the pay-per-view, and I haven't seen it three or four times this month. You know what I mean? It's it's just, I, I just get sick and tired of constantly seeing all of the matches all of the time. um So I don't know. Sorry. Yeah. I, I I had to get that off my chest. Apparently, was there I anything mean, you're else? You're not wrong. Yeah, I mean it. It's just it's frustrating. Was there anything else uh, storyline you want to talk about from Raw or SmackDown from last week or this week? Yeah, I mean women's tags, anything. Uh, I
1: think it's kind of bullshit that Bailey gets to just get thrown into the fucking Fatal Four Way. A little bit. She's just like, "Hey, I'm back. So where's
0: my championship shot?" And like, "Uh, right now, I guess. That's fair." Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I I see that they're trying to keep her relevant, but if they want to really do that, then book her better. In general, also we this the same conversation about the enhancement talent goes double for the women in tag divisions. There's no there. It's such a shortage. Yeah, I mean, um, on
1: women, you at least have, like, Dana Brooke and, and uh, Alicia Fox.
0: Sure. But, but those like, are both raw, aren't they? Yeah. I don't even know who we have like that on SmackDown. No one, really. Summer Rae never came back. I mean, you could argue Tamina. I mean, but Tamina But she's, just, like, also kind of getting a push. Exactly. That's what I'm saying, is, like, you know, so these are the contender women, and all they have to beat are the other contender women. So how are you supposed to look strong in a division with like three faces and three heels? Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, man. I mean, you know, and it's gonna and get it's gonna tags, get more crowded literally soon. Nobody. Yeah, and it's gonna get more crowded the soon. The club is like the jobbers right now, which is the craziest fucking thing. Because like, remember when they came in, how hot it was? I mean, it's fucked. Well, they they were fucking champs at. WrestleMania going into WrestleMania, they were tag champs. Yeah, it's crazy to me, and it's like it's gonna get more crowded soon because you have Asuka coming up, probably to Raw, which is, 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 is fine, well, definitely to Raw, is fine. Uh, that it's not SmackDown because SmackDown doesn't have anyone for her to beat up on. At least Raw, like you said, has Dana Brooke and Alicia Fox, and they could probably do it to Emma. Uh, but it's just like, dude you know you also have tag teams that are going to come up at some point to the to main roster uh people have been saying maybe authors of pain might come up soonish which i feel bad because look what happened the last time we had that same template come up it was the ascension uh-huh the same we're crazy yeah, dominant yeah but
1: also Authors of pain are just fucking huge. They do have that ascension. Advantage. They're just like regular looking dudes. I mean, they're, with some creepy face uh, paint. They're a little bigger than a little the average person. I mean, one of them is the other dude's kind of skinny. Sure, uh, he's like Aiden English body. It just and sucks, like that's yeah. not very intimidating in the WWE. Sure, it'd be intimidating in a bar. Sure, he's a big guy, but, but like when you're surrounded by literal monsters, being just a big guy isn't uh, doesn't cut it. That's what happened to Ryback. I mean look at Dean. Dean is like 6-4, but people forget he's that fucking tall. Is he really? Yeah. Holy shit. I know. And people uh, forget he's that tall because he's surrounded by monsters. In my
0: brain, in my brain from watching him on raw with the people they put him with, I honest to god envision him being like an inch taller than you.
1: Yeah, no. Dean,
0: like let me pull up Dean's actual stats. That's crazy to me. But they do need that for tag teams as well, because that's another big problem is that there's just no one for them to beat yeah, except for other height, six foot four. That's crazy. There's no one for the tag teams to beat well, that's his build height. Other bro. than legit tag... and you don't have the, the colognes anymore. Because we haven't when was the last time we saw them? Unless they're getting repackaged and brought back out. But with the whole shirt fiasco that happened, I I'm doubting that. Although, you know. They're talking about Paige coming back now, which, you know, having Paige come back, I'm imagining she comes back to Raw, but with Oscar. See, Oswald, I
1: figured that she'd go to SmackDown at this point because they just need more people on SmackDown.
0: They do, but I don't think Paige would come back if she thought she was going to be jobbed out. And I don't, but I don't know what I, I don't know. I figured like she could
1: enter the title scene on, Smackdown.
0: but so you have Charlotte, Becky contenders. Natty is currently the title holder, but could go back down to the person who loses. Although it sucks for Natty, but sure. Naomi was a champion, but could easily go back to being a person who gets beat. Uh, Carmella could be a person who gets beat. Potentially. She has the money in the bank right now. So at some point, she's probably going to be a champion. But uh, so that's uh, then Tamina and Tamina has Lana. Lana could get beat if she goes back to wrestling, but Mm -hmm. we don't, Know how that's going to shake out at this point. It might have just been an experiment, and they're done with it. Uh, which she she does better as a manager. Let's be honest. Oh, for sure. Um, and Tamina's big. So, like, even if you put Tamina in with the Becky and Charlotte contender category, hmm. oh right. Even if you put uh, Tamina in with the the Becky and Charlotte category, so it's just like okay. So then you have Paige. Mm-hmm. I don't. I just. I don't know. You that leaves you with three women between three or four women to job out and it's just like it's just not deep enough dude like there's a reason that it's fine for the men but even the mid card for the singles men's in both is a little fucked right now
1: yeah it's crazy you can always pull up some people right like pull up to to have people job out i know people might not like it sure but there's definitely women down down in the
0: performance center and down in nxt who aren't really doing anything sure yeah it's just crazy to me that it's like if you on one hand you look at the WWE roster and you go, "Wow, the absolute mind-boggling depth of athletic talent on this roster so with all the May Young Classic women coming in." Oh yeah, the two, but the depth of the of the talent that they have on their roster right now is insane. Like if you really look at all of these dudes on the on the main roster, I'm not even talking about NXT. I'm not even really talking about two five live. I'm talking about Raw and SmackDown. The immense talents you have on there. Indie fucking champions. Dudes that get huge pops despite losing week in, week out. But it won't last forever. Sami Zayn still gets pops right now because people like his music, people like Sami Zayn, and there's a large portion of the crowd that remembers who he is and where he and his pedigree from before. Another five years of losing the way he is, Sammy won't be getting those pops anymore. There's a lot of people in that roster that if they lose for another, fuck it, year or two, I doubt that they're going to get the same reactions they get. Right now, they're still... It, it, Rusev's still an indie darling right now. Not indie darling. Uh, uh, Smark darling. The sure. Smarks love yeah. Rusev. Everyone loves Ruru who knows about who he is behind the scenes uh-huh. and how hard he works. If he keeps fucking losing for another year or two... Hey, you got a big win last night. Yeah, that's true. But I'm just saying... He's just an example. Sammy is an example. There's plenty of guys on the roster who are great. And it's just like, well, what's happening with them? Look at Bray Wyatt. How much longer? Dude dude has so much charisma. Granted, half the shit they tell him to say doesn't make fucking sense. But if he loses for another year, are we ever going to take him seriously again? That was a shrug from both of us. Sometimes we forget it's a podcast. I don't know, man. So... I mean, we've, we've had some really cool stuff the last two weeks, but also just continuing frustration that I just am worried that, well, where do we go from here? Uh-huh. And you can't just have the same four guys all the time forever. Part of the greatness of the Attitude Era was the fact that there would be weeks where, you know, pay-per-views where you had four fucking guys all in contending for the championship. And I'm not just talking about how every once in a while there'll be a fatal four-way, like the Joe Lesnar Strowman uh, Roman one. You know, yeah. I'm talking about like you had constantly. It wasn't just one contender. It was there's a like a food chain uh, of contenders, and people were moving up and down this chart. I just don't feel like it's like that anymore. Anyway. Do you have anything else to talk about Raw SmackDown, or do you want to get into the news?
1: I guess let's just get into the news.
0: Uh, so the biggest thing, obviously, that we need to talk about, uh, Bobby Bobby the Brain Heenan, passed away. Um, incredibly sad. Uh, if you've never heard any of his calls with with Gorilla, uh, go back and just watch stuff on the network.
1: Oh um, yeah, there's there's talk of wwe producing uh a special for him like a 24 yeah or whatever yeah those things uh, are great so honestly you can probably expect one of those to get like rush ordered and done by the i wouldn't be surprised if it was out by the end of the year sure um but if you can't wait that long definitely go back and and watch some of the classics uh Ooh. some of his wacky antics uh there's always the the Shawn Michaels turning on Marty Gennetti scene, sure. which is just referenced all the time right. online. So definitely go back and watch some of those some of those great moments.
0: At the very least, even if they don't do a twenty four, I imagine them releasing a collection soon. Um, and I mean, Bobby, I mean, you just want to talk about great, great commentator, for, especially for for being the heel commentator, just set the laid the groundwork for it um uh
1: and what's crazy is like there's a a whole bunch of tweets from every single person in the wrestling industry Mm -hmm. and every single person like you know some people are divisive uh especially amongst other wrestlers and other people right uh but every single person just you know diamond dallas page uh i'm eternally grateful uh Peter Rosenberg my all-time favorite entertainer and the ma- main reason I dream of working at the WWE uh William Regal I was fortunate to work laugh and learn with him a great man Mick Foley one of the greatest and most influential personas in our business every single person is just like this guy yeah. not only was he you know the greatest manager the greatest uh announcer you know, of all time in wrestling, he's also a great man and a, uh, a, a true friend.
0: Yeah. For I, everyone, no one, no one really who, um, you know, ever has anything bad to say about the guy. Um, and, uh, he'll be, he'll be missed. I mean, you, you try to look, look for silver linings and things. And the man had been suffering from cancer for, for years. Um, you know, so you hope at some at, at, at on some level that okay maybe he has peace now uh regardless of whatever you believe you know you just hope that the person's not suffering anymore um but he'll be missed and uh yeah it's a it's a bummer to start off the news with um transitioning into something that is also a bummer, but not nearly to the same degree uh a tweet from from what culture pro wrestling this week? Uh, you were the one who shared it to me. Do you still have that? Uh, the little yes. memo they shared
1: right here is with sadness that we must today announce that Adam blompiade Adam Pacitti, Ross Twiddell, sam driver and jack king will be leaving what culture in the coming weeks to pursue other projects we'd like to thank them for the work over the past two years and wish them all the best in their future endeavors while we understand this news will disappoint a section of our audience we'll be using this opportunity to, to diversify and expand the product as a whole we'll be introducing brand new shows brand new personalities and refreshing up existing elements of all our channels we look forward to sharing more announcements on this in the coming weeks
0: Which is unfortunate, but from some of the stuff that you and I had had seen on social media, um, it was sounding like apparently... Because what culture was a magazine first? Yes. And they brought in the Adams. like Mad About Film. And they brought in the Adams and some of the other people to help build their, their video presence on YouTube. And to help make more content for the website. And of course because of Adam Blompier and Adam Pacietti and some of the other guys the channel blew up but now with them leaving what culture um i it makes me curious a what they're going to do and b uh what what culture is going to do in fact live hot take right now from the pretty from my pretty beautiful wife uh uh Adam Blompier and a bunch of those guys they're leaving the what culture channel thoughts
2: uh, i think what culture is going to lose a lot of people
0: that's true that's true kitty i are gonna lose a lot of viewers according uh, to socialblade.com
1: they have law lo- what culture wrestling has lost over seven thousand subscribers in a single
0: day that's a lot of people that's a lot of people
2: they lost what little i used to watch <laughs> oh bra 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 bra
0: kayla with the hot take would you still watch if it was just the dudes from the Gaming and Comic Channel, though? I don't watch the Gaming and Comic Channel. Oh, no. but you've seen them in the non-gaming, con- the Jules guy, and then the Ben guy who goes, Nerds! The, those those guys, you you don't like them as much as Adam Blompier?
2: No. The Blotier, or whatever he was called. Plumpy? Plumpy! Plumpy. Oh, I'm sorry I yelled in your microphone, but yes. <laughs> yes. Plumpy's the best.
0: Yep. You heard it here first. Plumpy's the best. Um, well, that's crazy, man. It the craziest thing is the fact that if we were talking about this uh, yesterday, right outside yeah. about, so they will not retain the rights to what culture pro wrestling.
1: No, uh, the Adam, it looks like uh, they are starting something else. We have a tweet from Adam Blampied, uh where he just released a fairly generic looking logo but with the text saying, join us. Uh, so it seems pretty clear that those guys are all going to go start their own thing.
0: Right. Um, and it'll be interesting to see what they start. And I'm sure that they have been the ones dealing with a lot of wrestlers. So a lot of wrestlers will probably continue to want to work with them. Um, It'll just be interesting to see what they start, where they start, what they're going to be releasing. And also just how insane it is that like, really what culture's entire popularity has been built on the backs of these guys and their own charisma. You know, the fact that they came out with that wrestling magazine, well, that's gone now. You know what I mean? Like Uh if, if, if all of the guys who were the real driving force between that wrestling magazine that they released are gone. And also the, what culture wrestling promotion are gone. And the main viewership of their videos, you know, those created that creative team is gone. What is what does what culture have left? it would be interesting to see if they even continue with the what culture wrestling channel. They have a ton of subscribers there, but you know, who knows? Yeah. Um. So that's that's crazy. Um, other wrestling news that you want to talk about, Babo?
1: Uh, I know this kind of is going to expose how much we don't necessarily watch all of WWE's product. Sure. But fucking how can you? Anyway. There's too
0: much. Did you know that Jack Gallagher has turned heel? No. (laughs) This goes to show how out of the 205 loop we are. Yeah, apparently Jack Gallagher is a heel now. What did he do? Does it say what he did?
1: Uh well here's him headbutting Cedric Alexander while uh uh the Brian Kendrick is holding him hostage. Oh dear. So
0: Bob, let me ask you a question real quick.
1: I think he got in with with uh Kendrick.
0: Fair enough. Yes, what's your question? Bob, do you have do you have between thirteen hundred dollars and $8,381 y- yes not on my person but you have that much okay. yeah do you like good times <sighs> yes you enjoy good time are you a fan of wrestling of course uh, do you like rock and roll music who doesn't Bob have you ever thought about having a good time with wrestling oh, rock and roll yeah. on the ocean the Chris Jericho Cruise, Chris Jericho's Rock and Wrestling Rager at Sea, catchy fucking name if I've ever heard one, has been announced for October 27th through October 31st, 2018. So you got a year to prep, dude. Uh huh. It will set sail from Miami and will go to Nassau in the Bahamas.
1: Whatever's left of them. There will. Oh shit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was telling Kale's like, oh shit. Hurricane Jose heard that we were talking about his girlfriend, Maria. She's down in the Caribbean. Jose showed up to New York with a bat. We didn't get it that bad, though. Dude, it, like, sprinkled Sprinkled. for a couple minutes. Apparently, apparently it got a little worse out further up, Uh, like, some of the islands off the coast of, like. New England and shit okay. but anyway, uh, the, it was set sail from Miami to Nassau there will be a Sea of Honor tournament with Ring of Honor hosted by WWE Hall of Famer Jim Ross special guests include Raven, Mick Foley Ricky Steamboat Diamond Dallas Page Rey Mysterio comedian Jim Brewer Jericho's band Fozzie along with King and other musical acts the band King not, not Jerry uh, Jericho's website chrisjerichocruise.com notes that other acts will be announced soon. In addition to the tournament, there will also be a three three Fozzie concerts three, three Fozzie concerts and three live tapings of the Talk is Jericho podcast along with other podcast ta- tapings taking place on the ship during the cruise. So... Yeah, why didn't we get our podcast sponsored to go on the cruise and do a live taping? <laughs> We we there's still time. We just need to if we can if we can in the next six months get our fucking listenership up by maybe three or four thousand percent. I think that there's a good chance uh, that we could go. I I I think that you know let's let's be realistic. Maybe if we get it up like uh you know like a thousandfold. I think that we could get on this boat uh other news
1: other news uh James Ellsworth is number four ten on the p w i five hundred list this year fuck out of here, really <laughs> yeah, get the fuck out of here that's absurd. I mean that list is heavily influenced by Kayfabe. Fabe sure and in k Fabe sure. three shots of the w w e belt.
0: Ah! Make it stop
1: anyway, uh news of the interesting uh, really and, uh, and weird here, okay uh, it came out that wWE was interested in using some of the wCW branding for events moving forward. and then the next day, uh, it was officially announced that wWE Starcade is happening. Uh, however, don't get too excited because WWE Starcade is going to be on Saturday, November 25th, uh, which means that it's a house show and it has yet to be confirmed that it's going to be a network special. So this could just be a fucking one-off house show sure. that they're just hyping up for no reason then using WCW's biggest pay-per-view of the year name to, to do it. Who knows? Uh, so
0: I mean, they've done house show whatever. They've done house house show esque stuff that was on the network. Think Beast in the East. Well, yeah, but, but they've also done untelevised. I mean, I, they do countless untelevised house shows a year. But they've even done like the MSG one where AJ Styles won the title. Like that wasn't televised. That wasn't on network. And the only reason the footage even got out was because of fans. Yeah. Um. So. Who knows? And then also the lineup for that is kind of interesting. The lineup is amazing. They've got two cage match dips, which I think is fucking awesome. Yeah.
1: They, let's see. There's. So it's. It's interesting because it is a. Uh, a SmackDown house show, but the Hardy Boys are confirmed. Sure. Along with the Rock and Roll Express and Ricky Steamboat, but there's a spelling error where they say Ricky Steamboat.
0: Oh, it's going to be a fake Ricky Steamboat, like fake Diesel. And
1: then they're also confirming Booby Rude, another typo. Booby I don't Rude. know who made this, but Booby! Booby Rude, Rude versus Dolph Ziggler uh sammy Zayn versus kevin owens okay new day versus usos in a texas tornado tag hey man i'm always down for tornado tags a triple threat for the u.s belt of aj versus corbin versus rusev wow uh and then a women's steel cage match of charlotte versus natalia and then a Championship steel cage match. No, wait a second. Wait a second. Nakamura versus Mahal. Now wait a second. When does this take place? So like, hold the phone. It may or may not be the
0: day before Survivor Series. Okay. So it's, it's so it's so it's after Hell in a Cell. Yes. And Natalia has a championship match against Charlotte. Yes. So, Charlotte's not, or Natalia's not dropping the belt before then, probably. I mean, Hell Hell in a Cell is before this. Yeah. I'm just saying, it seems like it kind of spoils some stuff. It kind of spoils some belt holders. I mean, granted, card subject to change is infinite. Yeah.
1: I mean, they're, they're, look, whoever Um, threw this together obviously didn't fucking pay attention cuz sure. there's booby rude and Ricky Seamboat Seamboat but
0: sure I'm just saying don't you think that that's a little even I know that you're playing up devil's advocate here but you don't think that's a little odd that they're they're just straight up being like oh yeah their selling point for tickets for this thing is Charlotte's going to have a title match against Natty in a steel cage and what was the main event nakamura
1: and mahal are having a
0: championship steel cage match so again so what happens at hell in a cell i'm just saying if they're selling tickets based on this is going to be the match and there are going to be people buying those tickets because of that match that it would not make a lot of sense for the titles to get moved around too much before then anyway regardless there's also big news about that because of a little bit of uh an interaction on Twitter, uh, Cody Rhodes tweeted out saying that, hey, since you're having Starcade, and Dusty was the one who kind of, you know, start help, helped start that. It was a huge part of, of Starcade. Why not have gold dust on the show? Uh, to which Michael PS Hayes tweeted back saying, oh, that's a great idea. Also, what are you doing that night? Uh, And there's been a little bit of back and forth between them on Twitter, and there's some speculation that there's a chance that maybe as a one-off, Cody comes out and tags with his brother that night against the Hardys, because that's apparently a match that all parties involved have expressed interest in. Yes. Uh, Which would Uh, be very cool, but a little weird, considering that right now he's killing it, killing it on the indie scene, and clearly has no desire to go back to WWE full-time. So, we'll have to see.
1: Also, this is only six days after Survivor Series.
0: After or before? After. Okay. Hmm. Uh, Young Bucks have been talking. They did an interview with CBS ahead of the Ring of Honor show. And in the interview had uh, mentioned that uh, there's a lot of guys in WWE who are hitting them up to ask... You know what's life like after WWE, and uh, could we? Could you think a guy like me could make it on the indie scene? Especially since there's some guys who are worried about being released or not being needed anymore. Um, you know, that's uh, so that's interesting. Um, Alex Riley. Sent out a tweet. Have you seen the the tweet he had in response to Reigns' promo from Monday? Mm-hmm. You did? And uh so so for you out there in the audience, uh, in Reigns' promo, he uh mentioned how John Cena has buried young talent and he said, Ask uh Alex Riley about that. And Alex Riley on Twitter tweeted out, You're starting to see the letter, see at WWE, hashtag WWE. Uh, so clearly, he maybe... I don't know if he found the joke funny or not, but he agrees with the sentiment. Whether or not, you know, that was impromptu by Reigns or completely scripted. Mm-hmm. Either way, it's an interesting nod to somebody who is no longer with the company. Um, so... Well, yeah, but the, this whole feud was built on
1: fourth wall shattering promos. It's a little weird.
0: I can't I, I can't tell if I like it or not and it's starting to bleed out into other pro- feuds as well. Like the Miz promo he cut on Enzo. Also I, it's it, I think I think my weirdest
1: funniest part was how one of the things that Roman used to attack Cena was I've had better matches than you. Because that In kayfabe, a better match would be a match you walk in and then walk out the champ 20 seconds later, not something that you have to struggle and, you know, overcome. Like, that's a match you almost lost, son.
0: That's not a good win. (laughs) Right. Like If you're going to say better matches, like, it's, you know, Reigns has had some good matches in terms of, I'm not talking in kayfabe. I'm talking out of kayfabe. If you consider purely fourth wall break he's put on some good matches yeah no i'm I'm not i i'm I'm speaking pure k but you're right in k to be like I've put on better matches than big match John uh that's saying you've come closer wait, to losing more is times. he is he Brock Lesnar is Roman reigns Brock Lesnar no i don't oh, think th- so. then then in k it's hard for him to say I've had better matches than you within k like if he was Brock saying that then sure I mean you know, you busted Randy Orton's fucking gourd open and had a fucking MMA style medical match and stop with and you destroyed Cena at
1: SummerSlam twenty fourteen.
0: I tried to block that out of my memory because it started off as like orgasmic and then got just painful. It got fucking painful after a while. Just watching Cena's lifeless body getting tossed around there. And the worst part was I don't know if you ever gone back and watched that match, because it was a little before you got into wrestling. Uh huh. Have you ever gone back no. and watched that? There's just so many moments where even if you don't like Cena, you're just like, oh, just stay down. Cause he does that thing where his like knees are all uh-huh. you know twisted and he's like trying to get up and he's doing the thing where he grips on Brock's waistband. And at one point, John Cena's fucking dead already at this point in the match. He fucking he's holding on to Brock's basically his dick to stay upright. And then goes for like the scoop, like I'm gonna try to AA you. And it is the weakest, most fucking lip dick fucking I'm talking like Jim Cornet, lip dick fucking AA attempt I ever saw. And he fucking he grabs Brock by the leg and Brock is just standing there completely upright looking at him and just gestures down at him and goes, What are you doing? And it seems like uh I'm gonna lift you. And then Brock just completely just picks him up like a fucking puppy and puts him over his shoulders and F5s the shit out of him and then doesn't go for the pin and instead just prances around the ring. Uh that match is crazy as fuck. Anyway, anyway
1: uh, uh Paige has Paige's return to the WWE Performance Center.
0: Hey, welcome back.
1: So welcome back, Paige. We we were talking about that earlier, which, which show she would go to. Um for fans of Mario Kart there's been a very amusing what? social media feud I'm
0: confused where uh, this is going between Xavier Woods and Randy Orton about Mario Kart Yes okay do continue
1: uh, apparently, Xavier Woods was complaining uh, that they tried to get a big Mario Kart session going on the plane, but the wireless play didn't reach far enough for everyone to get in- involved, and he was all sad. Okay. So Randy Orton responds You saw I was in the lobby and backed out. Knew you didn't want none.
0: Wow! <laughs> and so. uh... <laughs> And so. <laughs> I wish you would have been like at AJ Styles when he said you didn't want none. Anyway. Uh, in
1: an Instagram post, uh, Randy Orton posts how he's playing uh, his Switch and he's playing Zelda and he is, uh, shits on the hashtags. Of course. Um, but then <laughs> Xavier Woods responds
0: publicly on instagram yes okay
1: when you're ready to race on 150 cc like a man then come talk to
0: me wow (laughs) (laughs) okay does it continue from there no that was that was just four hours ago that got posted so Uh, hopefully next week we'll have some fucking news updates on this uh I just need to see them fucking finally get on up,
1: up, down, down and Dude, have a Mario Kart. Also, just
0: briefly, we talked about this off air, I believe. I don't think we talked about this on air about uh, AJ Styles looking like a bitch to Seth Rollins.
1: Oh, he's just such a Madden. little crybaby.
0: The fact that AJ he
1: Styles is such a sore loser. The fact
0: that he lost on PS4, bitched about it. And then they replayed the championship on Xbox with with the Bears being a worse team for Seth Rollins and he still beat him and AJ still got salty. Uh those Madden tournaments that he has on up up down down are some of my favorite things to watch. Uh, I remember Jack Swagger played pretty well like a year or two ago in it. Uh-huh. Um it's just fun getting to see these guys, you know, just be themselves and play Madden and and buddy round and then usually Big E just dance somewhere in the background and make fun <laughs> of people who are playing Madden. Uh hey Bob. Did you ever have a WWE network? Your own subscription? I've, no, I've never subscribed you, you've myself. have never been. Hey, that means you still have a free month somewhere in there. Yeah. Uh, but if you had and you had canceled because you were unhappy with the network, you would be eligible for a pretty interesting offer from WWE. Yeah. If you are a former subscriber, I believe it was of a month, of at least a month or two. If you, would, if you were a former paid subscriber, so beyond, beyond the free trial. Uh huh. And you canceled, um, because you were unhappy with the network. They are offering you a chance to come back to the network for free through two thousand seventeen. Wow. They ha this includes this includes No Mercy, Hell in a Cell, TLC, Survivor Series, and Clash of Champions. Wow. So if uh, if you are out there listening right now, and you had a WWE Network subscription you paid for at least a month and you canceled check your email for any uh for an email from wwe uh because they are sending out uh emails about this um to former subscribers so you can get yourself on the network for the rest of the year for free hey man maybe i'll just cancel my network right now and see if i get that email uh and you can have free network for the rest of the year to try to bring you back in time for WrestleMania next year. And the Rumble. So. Uh, any other news from you? I got one last thing. Um, there's a new survey released by WWE. Okay. Is it another ridiculous one? No.
1: It says, WWE is considering adding new programming to WWE Network as part of a premium price tier. More (laughs) swerve! Listed below are some potential new programming ideas. Please let us know how interested you are in each of the ideas. Select whether you're extremely, very moderately, somewhat, or not at all interested in these ideas.
0: So wait, these would be content exclusive to a more premium tier? Yes. Okay. Go ahead. Read them out. First one. Okay. TNA. No way. (laughs) Are you
1: serious? Are you fucking kidding me? Historic and new programming from TNA slash impact slash global force wrestling.
0: Wow. So they're just like, they're literally just like, hey, should we buy or not? Second one, wow. ori- original
1: scripted comedies. Comedies such as WWE South Superstar Rose, South Paul Regional Wrestling, or WWE's version <laughs> of The
0: Office. Oh man, uh, don't 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 hide Southpaw behind a paywall. Don't do that to us. Although I will say this, if it meant they'd make more of it, okay. I mean I'm I, and by that I mean like more than a couple of episodes and they were slightly longer episodes and more of the talent was on the show, I might be okay with that. But it would make me feel a little bit like, okay, I guess the network... I started to say, what am I paying for the network for? But I get a lot for that 999. Anyway, continue.
1: Audio channel, just for like podcasts only and stuff. A listening only channel.
0: Hey, you know what? I wouldn't be too mad at that. if they, if they, Especially if part of that subscription, they gave you like a standalone podcast app and brought in some of the the podcasts that are out They're there. They're
1: also saying that there might be music playlists, so you might be able to just put on playlists of fucking CFOs, entrance themes. CFOs.
0: <laughs> oh, that's my wife Kayla, screaming in front of the other room now. She's in there painting her R2-D2 droid. So proud of you, honey. She objects to an audio only. Kayla, you want to come here real quick and just tell us why you object to that? Oh, she's... Oh, shit. She's uh, taking the earbuds out and coming. She's looking like she's ready to fight. Why would you object to an audio-only channel?
2: Every single time you set your alarm clock, I have to listen to the entire playlist of every single superstar's entrance music 30 times over because you set it every five minutes for four fucking hours.
1: And Corey doesn't wake up, folks. Whatsoever.
2: Whatsoever. The house could burn down around him.
1: He's honestly sleeping right now.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Also, anytime he's in the shower, I hear WWE entrance music. Anytime he's cleaning the house, I hear WWE entrance music. Anytime his phone rings, I hear WWE entrance (laughs) music. Dear WWE creative, if you are listening, I am a desperate wife pleading (laughs) with you. Do not do this to me or we will unsubscribe from the WWE Network. Wow.
0: Thank you. I'm not dropping it. That's expensive. (laughs) Thank you. Oh, my God. Anyway, I got thrown headfirst under the bus. I don't even know if I get a rebuttal here or not. But I'll just say this. I listen to other music besides WWE Music. I will say that all of my ringtones are custom ringtones per contact. They all have their own entrance name. Fair enough. I also use those as my alarm clocks, and I, I do tend to sleep through alarm clocks. Fair enough. But I do listen to other music. <laughs> Just continue with this goddamn list. Problem.
1: Anyway, I'm going to start reading them out of order because I'm going to build to the things that you're going to be most hyped for. Do it. Um... After the audio channel, let's go with house shows. For the first time ever, get a live ringside view of select
0: WWE house shows. Uh, you know what could be cool, especially if it wasn't like the normal camera setup. If it was a little bit more just like in the crowd feel, like planted tripod cameras instead sure. of like the jibs and stuff. I'd actually yeah. be kind
1: of if it was just like stationary hard cam only.
0: Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. Very
1: old school. Uh. Tournaments, new in-ring tournaments, such as a pro am style tournament, WWE versus NXT, hmm. a lucha tournament, a tag team tournament, or a king slash queen of the ring tournament.
0: See, I, I'm into it. I just, it sucks that king of the ring would be put behind a paywall, but it's still kind of cool. And now for the big ones. Big ones. Okay. Ring
1: of Honor. <laughs> 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 Historic and new programming
0: from Ring of Honor breathe deep fuck you want to talk about decimating the indie scene you take the com- the the companies that arguably have made some of your biggest stars before they were in your company and then gobble 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 i mean at that point i the thing i worry about most about impact or slap whatever tna whatever the fuck and ring of honor being absorbed into wwe is just that would it get stagnant or would they let those companies still uh, like aut- uh, operate a little autonomously so that way it's just like, look, Ring of Honor still Ring of Honor, we're just going to be the one to broadcast it. In that case, fuck yeah, because their streaming service is not gr- as great as WWE's. Uh-huh. Like It's better than it was, but not great. And then the last one
1: just says other promotions. Historic and new programming from ICW progress new Japan pro wrestling or other regional indie promotions Do what now
0: (laughs) (laughs) I can't talk if I can't tell if they're talking about like we want to strike up a deal to just license them or if they're saying like we will fucking buy these promotions and and let's be real for several of those they probably could like they have the capital to probably buy up a couple of those well, so here's here's the real
1: interesting thing. Okay, uh, that hits closest to home for sure. for all of us here in the room. Okay, there has been a very strong working relationship with Evolve and NXT.
0: Yes, and very
1: Triple H and Evolve head Gabe. Spolansky. I'm sorry if I fucked up your last name there, Gabe, but it's something like that. Um, They have become very close, right? I could definitely see Evolve jumping because they're on what Flow Slam. Evolve is. I think they're on Flow Slam. Uh, because that's like too expensive, and otherwise, it'd be like totally interested in catching up with Evolve, but like. It's it's pretty pricey, because what's
0: WWN? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's all on Flow Slam, because uh, WWN Wrestling is uh, the w- the World Wrestling Network. Um, they're owned. I forget who owns them. Uh. Owner is Sam Hamawi. I may be butchering that name. Um, but they also... The, so, WWN co-founded Evolve. So, Evolve is part of that. Which is why we see the WWN belt sometimes on Evolve. It's a little bit interesting and weird. of, of uh, But regardless, though. um, That's pretty crazy. Fuck, dude. Could you imagine if WWE at least if it, like not necessarily owned but at least licensed those properties it'd be insane right it would definitely be crazy <clears throat> um wow uh last headline for me at least is uh the original founder of of um of glow um <coughs> I'm sorry the footage owner of the original Glow, um, is disputing trying to uh, have the, the trade to ownership of the trademark of Glow. Uh huh. Um. And so potentially uh, uh, the uh, so this is according to PW Insider uh, Ursula Hayden, a former performer of the original Glow wrestling real life, and owner of. Glow's archival footage has a trademark file on the on the name Glow um and the lawyers are all hashing this out right now and figuring out who owns what and if her trademark is valid but uh it could pose an issue for Netflix if it all comes through that she does in fact own the trademark to Glow huh? um and people are saying that she was fine with the documentary, even like you know before it came out. Dispute a lot of what happened in the documentary, but uh, gave permission to the documentary. Uh huh. Um, and then the, I, I don't exactly understand how it came to be that like n- nobody said anything when Netflix made the Glow wrestling show. Yeah, you think they would have noticed, but maybe the person just didn't say anything. And now that glow has been successful, they're coming after him. Who knows? But, uh, that's the last news article I have. Do you have anything else? (coughs) Uh, yeah, just,
1: uh, apparently, uh, it is no longer global force wrestling slash impact or whatever the fuck it was, they're just going back to Impact Wrestling.
0: TNA, TNA Impact, Impact, Global Force Wrestling Impact, Global Force Wrestling Impact. I don't understand what's so hard about this, Bob. Keep up. <laughs> um. Yeah, Jeff Jarrett's out. Yes. Get
1: fucked. Uh, so, well, that's... As, as the world turns over there, I mean uh i don't know um anything else in news also speaking of glow people noticed this from the show opener
0: wait is that the actual show opener yeah that's from the opening credits oh wow that's fun that's actually bailey and sasha how cute yes uh obviously
1: the podcasters at home can't listen can't see a gif but uh the opening credits of Glow pretty much steal the sequence from uh, a Bailey Sasha takeover match. Uh,
0: the last thing, the last thing I wanted to bring up, like the last thing I wanted to mention before we get into our predictions. Oh God, we still haven't done predictions yet. I know, dude. It's a long episode today. Um, uh, I had mentioned at the open, uh, I had an idea that I felt like could help save Dolph Ziggler, and I wanted your opinion on this. Sure. So we can all agree that right now, Dolph Ziggler, he's in kind of a weird limbo, right? Yeah. Like, he had repu- like a reputation, he had credibility, and then WWE kind of squandered it by having him lose so often. And clearly, there's a mix of booking and real frustration with him right now. People have been saying, oh, he might leave after his contract's up and go wrestle in the Indies or go to Japan. Um, he might just focus on his fucking comedy career because he did some stuff with Groundlings. Um, you know, he might just become an entertainment personality, which he could do, and I feel like he could do well. Uh huh. You could see someone like Dolph Ziggler hosting a TV show, you know, or you know, be being a funny side character on a sitcom, or you know, maybe or maybe not stand up, but you know, you could. He's he's definitely got charisma, and he's an attractive guy. He could make it outside of WWE. His current angle, his current gimmick is the whole, I'm coming out to other people's entrances, right? So, most recently, he came out as Shawn Michaels, and then Triple H, and then as D-Generation X, right? Uh Uh-huh. And people are starting to get really... Some people are enjoying it, some people are getting over it, but regardless, there's not a lot of... You can't sustain this forever. Sure. Here's a thought. Here's a thought. What's he, your thought? He keeps saying in these promos, like, oh, people want this and people want that. You know, people want, you know, big, flashy, the the wacky, wavy, inflatable tube men. They want me to come out and suck it. And they want me to come out and, oh, you know, he. he I think he came out as Bobby Roode at one point. He came out as Naomi, Shane McMahon. He's come out as a lot, right? Yeah. He wants to come out as what people want. He's a heel, right? Uh-huh. Heels like heat, right? Sure. Now, if I'm not mistaken... Are you about to do... If I'm not mistaken, Bob, don't you steal my thunder. Don't you steal my thunder. If I'm not mistaken, the, the tour, fairly soon, uh, will be coming to the Midwest. And imagine... Imagine if, at some point, they're in, I don't know, a town like Chicago. And to open the show, we just hear... And the crowd is just... The crowd is just popped. The crowd is just like, oh my fucking god! And it's just playing out, and then you just see the the hoodie from behind come out and do the 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 kneel and scoop and look at the watch, full taped hands and everything. And then when he flips the hood back to go, it's clobbering time. It's Ziggler. Yeah. I mean, that's a great thing for him to do. I don't know if you're going on about how that's going to save the gimmick. Now, hear me out real quick. <laughs> I don't know if this will save Dolph Ziggler for, in perpetuity. But this is what I'm thinking. WWE has been on this fourth wall breaking kick as of late. We talked about it earlier in the show. They've been they've been breaking the fourth wall in all these promos. They're talking about Alex Riley. They're talking about uh, Cena bearing people. They're talking about Enzo having heat on him backstage. The crowd always cheers CM Punk when they're bored or pissed. They're like, we want CM Punk. So what if the buildup for this entire Ziegler angle to pay it off is he just fucking apes fucking the CM Punk's gimmick? And just now he is CM Ziggler or something stupid like that. Sure. And, and he just... that He comes out to his entrance every time and he <laughs> comes out and is just, you know, full on... I'm talking about how they do it on the indies where they'll have matches where dudes will, like, wrestle with The Rock's moveset versus Austin's moveset. He just only wrestles with CM Punk's moveset. CM Punk's taunts. CM Punk's entrance, everything. And I think that this could rejuvenate him and get him a ton of heat because people would decidedly not like it. Some smirks would be like this is fucking awesome. And a lot of people would just be like this is bullshit. Sure. So what are your thoughts on that idea?
1: I mean I I think that's kind of <sighs> Nothing. It's it's opening up WWE to a lot of fucking hassle by basically addressing something that they don't want to.
0: I mean, but they've they've been breaking the fourth wall with Cena and his golden shovel. Yeah, but those and- are just
1: kind of like one-off little comments. You're saying let's completely rebrand Ziggler as CM Punk.
0: Yeah. They've said before that they want him to come back, that they'd be open to talks with him coming back. And and so the way to do that is to turn him yeah. into a punchline? No, 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 no. It, I, I feel like it does several things. The most important thing is it gives Ziggler just actual heat as opposed to apathy. Right now, the biggest problem with this whole gimmick that they're doing is that no one fucking cares. And there's no stakes to it. Like, it's just like okay, he's just gonna keep coming out as different, has different gimmicks until he fucking like no one cares anymore, and then they just stop. Okay, the same way that they did with Mizdow, they're just gonna they're just like oh you know, but but not even Mizdow got at least popular with it. Like with like some of the other gimmicks where they just like you know the rose buds, eventually they're gonna get tired of it and they'll be like oh nobody actually cares. It's not that it's heat; they just don't give a fuck, and they're gonna stop and then he's going to have absolutely nothing. With this, if you give him that gimmick and let him wrestle with him and then let him get hot with that, it gives there to be a reason for it to keep happening, and it'll just give the crowd reason to get pissed at it. Now, you can pivot away from it at some point once he's reestablished himself, but I'm also saying there's the possibility with someone like Punk whose fucking ego is there and let's be honest, he doesn't need the money at this point. The dude's fucking loaded. He's got a great life for himself. He's got his wife. They, they have a baby on the way at some point. You know, he doesn't need wrestling, but with someone like him who's very proud, imagine him, him hearing, Oh, by the way, they gave your exact gimmick, your entire gimmick, like the essence of who you were at that company to Ziggler. And he's, and also they're giving him the push with your gimmick. Maybe there's a chance that that gets him to be like, "Hey, cut, knock at the door, cut it the fuck out," and they're like, "Well, if you want to come back, we could let you cut it the fuck out," and then maybe that gets him back in there as like a eventual down the road, like Ziggler's fucking champion with this fucking stupid ass I'm CM Punk gimmick, and then lo and behold, who comes out at like WrestleMania to be like, "Wait a second, champ, hold the phone." I don't know. It's a lot of fantasy book, but
1: it could be cool. Dude, that's the fantasiest of fantasy fucking booking. <laughs> don't you run this <laughs> me back! That's like Corey. Corey's like, I could go in the back room and I'm going to start uh, thinking of some wrestling. And,
0: uh, <laughs> I was trying to help you so I could do the yes. sound effect while you talk. <laughs> anyway alright well, let's just I, do I fucking
1: try. predictions I'm hungry as shit we've gone on for way too
0: long alright predictions let's just blow through this we already have the matches all written down cause we were smart alright Bob uh, you've done a lot of these already at work over at player one Yes. Uh, did you guys ever decide if it's player one or player dot one
1: uh, I think it's just if you're saying it, it's just player one, but whatever.
0: Okay. All right, Bob. Let's start off with uh Balor versus Wyatt. Who you got? Uh and keep in mind, for us, uh, this is not a title match, but for most of our predictions, it's who wins the match. So not I know on, and if you go to player dot one, their website and watch the predictions well, that Bob... Our f- Facebook. Page. Oh, is it on your Facebook? So go to the player.one Facebook page. Um, you can watch Bob and his coworkers do their predictions. They go by retain for championship matches. We go by wins. So not that that matters for Balor Wyatt. Who do you got, Bob? Oh, I got Balor. Seems like the safest pick. Uh, I'm going to go Wyatt. Because I think that they're not done with this stupid-ass feud yet, and I think that last time Balor was the demon. This time, I think he's just coming as Balor. He is just
1: coming as Balor. However, he's already got a loss as just Balor, so I think this is the time he actually gets the win as just Balor.
0: Uh, Neville, Enzo, Cruiserweight, who you got? Uh, Neville. this is the
1: one that we said should be the most logically
0: easy to pick, but it's WWE. Oh, man. I'm like, did they just ruin the Cruiserweight division? Right. I don't think Already? they Already? I don't think that they give it to, to Enzo just because he's Enzo. Uh, Cena versus Reigns. What do you got? Reigns. Wow.
1: Because if this is a proper, like, quote-unquote, passing of the fucking torch match, then they gotta pass the torch. They can't let Cena ride off into the sunset into Transformers with the torch
0: still. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna also go Reigns. Uh, Miz, Jason Jordan, Intercontinental
1: Championship match. Uh, if I'm going to repeat the same picks I've already picked,
0: then I'm going to go with Jason Jordan. Okay. Uh, I think Jordan will win, but Miz will retain. Miz will retain. Fair. Um, but that's not part of the prediction. Shield, Bar, Tag Team. Who you got? Oh, I gotta go. With Shield. They just got
1: formed. They're still hot.
0: Yeah, they. Don't need to drop them. I don't yet. think they're gonna break that up until after Survivor Series. Uh, women's Women's Championship Fatal 5. Is it an elimination or not? No, I think it's just Straight a fatal out. 5. We got Emma, Bliss, Naya, Sasha, Bailey. So, number one, who do you got? Number one? Yeah. Uh, and you don't have to stick to your player one predictions.
1: Yeah, but I think I'm gonna. Um, I said Emma number one. Because WWE loves doing their weird swerve bookings, and I didn't call the swerve booking for the cruiserweights, so I'm calling it for the women's division.
0: Emma. Um, I I you know what the funny thing is, is, even before your video, that's what I was thinking too. Uh huh. So I'm gonna also call Emma as my number one. Okay. Number two. Jax. <laughs> well, this is anticlimactic. Because that was my number two as well. (laughs) I I I had all these picked out in my brain way in advance. Uh (laughs) Who's your number three? Sasha. Okay. Now see, that's where we're going to differ because she she can't win at a pay per view. So I'm going to go. I'm going to go with uh, with Bliss retaining at number three. Okay. Number four, Bailey. Bailey, Bailey is also my number four. So we only
1: differ on Bliss and Banks. Yes,
0: so which you- I just don't
1: see Bliss walking away as the champion. I just don't see
0: sure. it. Sure. Uh, it should be noted that as of right now, we differ on one match, and it <laughs> goes down to Baylor Wyatt. Oh God! I put myself in a terrible corner, Bob. <laughs> I can't have it all come down to the first match of the night. Let's be real. It's probably the opener. Fuck. Potentially. All right. <laughs> Universe of title. Who do you got?
1: I can also see the viewing. Oh, excuse me, the
0: tags that I see first. Possible. Um Strowman and Lesnar for the in it for the Universal Championship. Who do you got? I'm gonna go with
1: Strowman. This is difficult for me. I, yeah, it is a really hard one.
0: I think I, I, I just don't feel like they're going to do it at no mercy. I don't think that they pull the trigger at no mercy is the thing.
1: I just think that they that they're going to do it to get the belt back on television.
0: Fuck, that's a good point too, though, because it's like it's been missing and the ratings have been kind of down. What's the next pay-per-view for them after this? Is it Survivor Series? uh, I'm pretty...
1: Mm, They might have TLC in there. No, that can't be
0: before Survivor Series, though, right? Uh, WWE Raw pay-per-views. List of pay per views Wikipedia.
1: I'm already on
0: it. You're too fast Upcoming. for me, but Yeah, TLC
1: October 22nd. It's oh a wow, raw show
0: they moved it up. Yeah, um, and
1: just for reference, October 22nd, TLC Survivor Series, November 19th, and then Clash of Champions is December 17th, and that one doesn't have a brand
0: associated with it yet sure so i'm gonna call lesnar okay i don't think think they do it yet lest nard uh we also had a couple predictions possible for pre-shows that may or may not happen um so um hardy's versus the club if that happened who would you have
1: uh hardy's
0: um yeah i Agree. Uh, Elias versus Kalisto is a possibility. Uh, Elias.
1: Also, another possibility who flowed was Elias versus Gold Dust. I think he'd win
0: either of those. Uh, yeah. Uh, heel face. Heel versus face. Uh, cruiserweights. Faces. I'll go heels. Uh, and we should come up with a, a tiebreaker just in case, because there's a there's a decent chance that we could have a tie in all of this. Mm-hmm. So no mercy tiebreaker. What do you think? What's a what's a good? Uh, uh, does it happen? We could do a
1: does Roman actually turn heel like fucking full oh. on heel? Because. That's a distinct possibility.
0: Okay, so a Roman heel turn. And I'll not, say, a, not a Cena, but a Roman heel I'll turn. I'll say yes.
1: We do get a full-on proper uh, Roman heel turn right. during
0: their match. You know, for the sake of not having to come up with another tiebreaker, because I would agree with that, I'm just going to say no, uh huh, just so we can be done. Yeah, but also realistically, he probably won't. So, Yeah. Alright, well, it looks like it comes down to <laughs> Balor Wyatt and Stroman Lesnar as to my fate so yeah. all right everybody well thank you so much for tuning into another episode of the small package show we'll be back next week with next uh, week results from this results from that uh you can follow bob on twitter at bob at me on twitter at c b point at c b point x you can follow both of us on twitter and facebook at small package p o d that's the P-O-D small P-O-D. podcast uh and also, make sure to check out our Facebook. We post lots of cool stuff there whenever we go to wrestling shows, all that kind of stuff. And tweet at us at Small Package on Twitter, please, because we'll read your tweets on air if you do. We'll read your tweets on air if you do. Thank you guys do. so much for tuning in. We'll be back next week with another episode of The Small Package Show. Hit them with a pop!
1: Small Package.